0: Here we go. What's going on? Welcome to the roundtable where Jeff and I uh, start talking until we figure out what we're going to say. I asked back Jeff. in the saddle. Yes, back here in we the are. Saddle. And I, I, uh, I just asked Jeff right before I hit record, hey, do you want to hear some of the topics <laughs> I'm thinking about?
1: Nope. And he said, nope, let's nope. just hit record. I'm just excited to do back the, the live discussion, whatever yeah. comes out of our mouths. Let's go. Okay. So I, um,
0: well, just I'm back because I mentioned this on Sunday that yeah. I came to you and said, Hey, it's some vacation time that I'm going to lose. Can I bump, push that into July? And I, you talked to
1: the elders and next thing you know, yeah. I get the month of July off. That was pretty cool. And it was perfect timing on the Veritas end also, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have to feel like you were negligent or something, you know what I mean? Like it was a good window You got to be with your family. Yeah. (laughs) Rebuild your basement. Yeah. Yeah. I was (laughs) so glad to get back to work. It's way easier being at work than Letha's has the
0: way harder job in our house. I feel like somebody made me the camp director, and I'm you know, my you know, but no,
1: it was it was you needed you needed this time away, though. Also, no matter what you were doing away, it was refreshing. The the
0: mental break, yes, from from ministry was, was so important. And I love that you guys said, Hey, it's not a, it's not like a Sabbath. It's just right. time off. Just do what yeah. you need to do. And cause sometimes you can feel like um, there's stuff I have to do right. ministry wise on a Sabbath or whatever. So mm-hmm. no, I felt uh, it was, it was
1: a blast. Um, but you to, practically got a off. standing ovation when you walked back into staff meeting. Oh yeah. yeah. He's back. He's uh, back. <laughs> that was fun. That was um, honoring for sure. But uh.
0: Yeah. So it is, it is fun um, to be back. So some of the things I've been um, thinking about um, while I, you know, in July and, uh, is I jumped into the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was uh, something that, you know, I think a lot of people are listening to oh,
1: and processing. So how are you interacting? With yeah. That, the, I, I mean, I do feel like I want to almost <laughs> give the uh, qualification, I guess, that, there's a good, I don't know, 10, 20% of any given episode and it varies mm-hmm. that I'm like, ah, I don't know if I totally agree with that. So I don't want by us talking about it often mm-hmm. to um, somehow communicate that that's this ringing 100% endorsement, like absolutely 100%. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I am saying I would still commend it because I think the overall light that is being shown mm-hmm. on Not just that one event or person or church, but on an evangelical kind of Achilles heel right now, like a a glaring weakness in in Mm -hmm. just evangelicalism, at least in America. I think it should be heard. I think we should lean in and listen. But Just for those who are wondering, I don't, I want to take this as some ringing, like, without any kind of filter, just take in everything that's being said on that thing. But but I'm still being challenged sometimes. To tears quite honestly mm. uh, as i listened to it so yes I. Would so agree. yeah yeah
0: and and i think is it first this one means five the test everything yeah you know take the good avoid the evil mm-hmm. there are some things that i'm like I, I, yeah i feel like there's maybe some angles that they're working yeah
1: but totally. but,
0: but at the same time like, like no nobody's
1: objective right right these, these guys are working hard but they're humans and it's a lot of material yeah. that they're calling through so yeah. I'm not even throwing rocks at it. I'm like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: we're, none of us come without an agenda. Right. Totally. So, anyway, so anyway, talk
0: about the, the good that you're sifting yeah. out.
1: of it. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, there are times that we are appropriately to look around evangelicalism and they name names and name churches and organizations and whatever. And it's good for us to be like, Oh wow. All that glitters maybe isn't gold and we should um, you know, be, be careful of who we listen to. Right. And, and, and so there's that more than that, though, honestly, though, that's valuable. I feel like I'm being forced to look in the mirror. I feel mm. like when, when am I as a leader, when have I in the past crossed lines of raw authority, um, leading people down a path in my leadership that I would one day regret, mm-hmm just those kind of things where mm-hmm. i i feel the culpability i feel the appropriate mm-hmm. condemnation i mean that's that's when the word is doing its work right is when you mm-hmm. first feel that sting of reproof it's what from your text even right like that's what the bible does you know mm-hmm. so so uh this podcast is helping me reflect on on scriptures that are bringing a level of reproof to my own soul mm-hmm. that i'm finding Really life-giving. So sometimes you know you don't want to wallow in past mistakes or sins. Like there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. I'm grateful for his forgiveness. But it's also good to reflect, especially when there are things you did that are sins like you even brought up this last Sunday, sins of omission or commission that maybe you were even unaware of at those times. Mm. Now with greater reflection or just Mm -hmm. more maturity. Right you know you can see that I think it's you know what I mean
0: yeah I love that yesterday um I last night I finished the one the most recent one where the one of the former elders is writing apologizing he wouldn't come on the show but yeah um, was basically grieving over his own sin and complicity in that and saying man we I made a terrible mistake in that and and I think that 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 was so good oh because I do feel um as I listened to it both the outrage yeah. that it happened and what it was, and you see as a Christian, because we know the path of righteousness, we know the truth, we know the call of, I mean, this is what, what my text was when you referred to it. I mean, over and over again, Paul says that, um, that this should be done, this uh, preaching the word, being ready in season, out of season, rebuke, correct, and encourage with great patience and teaching. Mm. And he, he in, in chapter two, he says, the Lord's servant must not quarrel, mm. must be gentle to everyone, patient, instructing opponents with gentleness. And so we see this gold standard of the, the, the path of righteousness mm-hmm. and the integrity of pastoral ministry yeah. is gentle. Yes. Lowly humility and so we can be outraged when we see perversions of yes, that and abuses yes, totally. of it. Totally. And simultaneously, so outraged by
1: their sin and grieved by our own sin. Absolutely. At the same time. Absolutely. Because, and, we, and the day we start looking at any of those, like that podcast or whatever, as just opportunities to wag the accusing finger and only get outraged at other people's sins. <laughs> And refuse to look back at our own, man, we're already on that bad path. That itself is an indictment. If if we can go through all these podcasts and not have moments of, you know, kind of breathless, uh, you know, just Mm. reaction, we're probably showing ourselves to be more
0: culpable. Oh, totally. (laughs) Well, because I think of it as, oh, yeah, when I listen to different things, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard that's happened to me Mm -hmm. from leaders or that's, yeah, I've totally seen that in the church. And also, oh man, I've done stuff like that or yes. said things like that or things. So I can imagine a lot of people listening to this, there is a temptation to filter every negative experience you've had with a previous employer or boss or yeah. anyone in a position of leadership. Suddenly we're the
1: victim of everybody.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Suddenly everybody else is Mark Driscoll. Totally. <laughs> that yes. is an error yes. because that's not true. That That's- yep that that yes this is an exaggeration it's kind of funny because when i watch the office sometimes i laugh at michael scott because i myself have michael scott (laughs) moments where it was hilarious because he he's an ex what makes that so funny is he's an exaggeration of every boss ever yeah you know and so this (laughs) compiled together yeah put together in this (laughs) hilarious person and so i almost think of the um you know, Mark Driscoll
1: and Mm -hmm. and Marcel as a uh, it is an extreme case. Yeah. And kind of a composite of bad stuff that's been going on all over. You know what I mean? He's like an icon right now. Yes. In an appropriate way. I'm saying like, yeah, because this isn't just happening with mega churches or mega leaders, this tone, this Mm. approach to ministry, this, this bullying, this control Mm. is going on in churches of 50. (laughs) All the way to yeah, yeah. churches of 5,000 or whatever, you know what I mean? And so let's, yep. let's be quick to hear, I guess. You know? The other thing I think is, so the text for this coming week, Second Timothy 4, um, Paul names names like of those that have deserted him and even Alexander that did him wrong. And so I'm also saying we should be empowered as God's mm. people to say that was wrong and that's who did it. You know, what I mean, sometimes I feel like we we think it unvirtuous or something if we actually name a name or, you know, put somebody in the dock. And I'm saying, mm, well,
0: based on the <laughs> Bible. You know, it's-, it's interesting. I feel like that was part of the spiritual abuse when they told the people you're not allowed to talk to these people because that would be slander. Yes. So these victims now right. they could not speak right, their voice against the leadership. Yeah. And the, the people in the organization could not talk to them
1: because any conversation they would be created slander. An absolute, you know, lockdown on any kind of communication that could have been super helpful in yeah. healing. Right. And yet, because no, that'd be slander. No, we can't do that. We can't right. bring a charge. I'm like, well, Paul apparently didn't get that memo. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he's, even earlier this morning, I had been reading uh, in Luke and uh, where uh, Herod Mm. comes on the scene again. And Jesus says, tell that Fox dot, dot, dot. Well, Fox, it it wasn't uh, a cuss word or something. Jesus wasn't, you know, being crass, Mm -hmm. but he was trying to say, that dude is manipulative, sly, conjuring. You know what I mean? Wow. By calling him a fox, he was absolutely indicting his mm. character and rightfully so. So I'm just saying you've got Jesus, you've got Paul, in my world at least, just today being willing to say mm-hmm. that's wrong yep. and I'm telling you who's doing the wrong and mm. beware. Yep. You know
0: what I mean? What are some big picture lessons that you're taking out of it? How is it a if you're just thinking like overarching big picture yeah. themes of how this is calling us back to mm. the path of righteousness. Yeah. As a One,
1: the whole thing on plurality, you know, when you hear of Driscoll's own words, like recordings of his own words, just, uh, protecting plurality and even talking about his submission to, and he'll name certain people that he's gladly in submission to the devolution or whatever, you know, the, how that, mm. how that devolved to a level of autonomy um, should awaken all of this. Like the reason that we should not be quarrelsome, like in second Timothy words um, is so, so even right now, you and I think differently about a lot of issues, especially the further you get away from the Bible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a- application stuff or things that yeah. don't have a direct line of the Bible. Well, if we give into quarrelsomeness, all we're going to do is hear ourselves think, get in mm-hmm. our own right. head. And all I want to do is win or at least fight you off. Yeah. But if I'm not quarrelsome, if I'm able to teach and patient when wronged, I'm going to kind of get beat up a little time, but it's going to be in a spirit of, no, let's come to unity. Let's, let's mutually, there's dialogue, not monologue. Let's dialogue our way through this. And I'm just saying like, when it comes to leadership, sometimes those issues are consequential. It matters on what we do as a church, how we counsel somebody or whatever, you know? And so we find ourselves wanting to kind of defend our turf or, yeah, we think, Yep. but we're right. you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm just saying, we've got to feel the bridle of God's word mm-hmm. at, the, at that moment and say, yeah. do not be quarrelsome. There, yeah. There's probably something to be gained, not by winning, but by listening, engaging. Ooh. And maybe there's an option yeah. three out there or whatever that you're going to yeah. come to if you'll do this biblically.
0: One of the, where I have some compassion for Driscoll is that he was that good. And one of our blessings, our secret weapon is our mediocrity totally. that none of us like thankfully none of us are that good. Oh. to be so, I mean, he's hilarious. He was oh. he was such a captivating preacher. and I think that yeah. uh, it, when I hear the laughing and, and I think, yeah, that was me with my headphones on probably mm-hmm. listening to Dr kind of go off on certain things.
1: Uh, but but yeah, I, the applause of men. You know, can mess with even the most virtuous leader. Yeah. Like you get enough applause, mm-hmm. enough accolades, that messes with us, mm-hmm. right? You get enough people um, telling you that you truly are better than you know you are, and you can start believing them. You know what I mean? Like, yep,
0: well, yeah. Well, I today's proverb Proverbs eleven. I was reading it through it with my old guys mm-hmm. group this morning, and it just says when arrogance comes. Disgrace follows, mm. but with humility comes wisdom. Amen. And wow, how quickly disgrace follows pride, and and I think how the, even the pride for for Driscoll of for this thing to continue to grow, I need to be. It's growing because of me. You know, right. I need to yep. discard these people and whatever for the sake of the movement, for the sake of Man. winning more people for Christ. And when it has such a
1: spiritual um, justification, oh. it it just because the show must go on. And you wrap it in again. I think it's the third commandment. You know, which is sweeping. But when we take the Lord's name in vain, when we start, God's work depends on, and you fill in the blank. You know, I I when you hear him kind of attaching God's name to decisions he's making Mm -hmm. and, and you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: Oh, that's, that's where
1: you just start getting the cringe factor. Like, Oh, Oh, Oh no, no, no. Don't. Yeah. You know, is it God's kingdom you're building? Or are you just saying that Mm -hmm. you're attaching God's name to a kingdom of your own building Mm -hmm. that has your name on it? Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are those moments, and and I'm telling yeah. you, there are times. A couple of times I've listened to it as I'm driving down the road, and I find myself like oh, physically yeah. like <laughs> you know, yeah, because it's, yeah. it's like it's getting really close yep. to home. And I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. God help me, you know, yep. protect yep. me from the evil one. I mean, I have prayed that part of the Lord's prayer more over these last mm-hmm. weeks than they yep. know, keep me from the evil one because that yep. the evil one is deceptive and beguiling, and I get tricked, I get duped, and mm-hmm. uh, keep me yep. from myself yeah for sure so another another thing that's coming
0: up is i feel like it's a little bit of groundhog's day on covid related oh, you know challenges and um and I, I bring this up because you know we get the we got an email about yeah. um someone wrestling through the vaccine issue yeah. i had another situation uh, another couple situations that i was pulled into that's more um giving counsel to people on, you know, maybe it's somebody, it's a, it's a daughter who won't let a mother see their grandkids because uh, of a yeah. vaccine issue and different opinions on different things. And, um, yeah. and in this case, in this email, this person was seeking counsel from us on um, what to do because their employer is requiring them to be vaccinated and yeah. they just moved to this new place for this job and trying to figure out what to do um, on that. I, I loved your response for the most part. I (laughs) disagree with a little bit of the the thing, but, but I guess um, she was seeking some (laughs) biblical counsel on that. Um, Basically share what you shared to her and then I'll. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just that she had said in her original email, um, I don't believe that. My um, kind of resistance or whatever to getting the vaccine that I could tell my employer in good conscience that it's either because of medical uh, reasons or religious reasons. Mm-hmm. That's what she said, yep. you know. Yeah. And so I commended that. I said, "Well, be honest. I'm glad you're saying that. And especially when mm-hmm. it comes to like the religious exemption, yeah. because in in my opinion, I honestly want to um, defend people that have all sorts of reasons. Well, maybe not some of the reasons I wouldn't want to defend, but I mean. For the most part, I'm saying liberty Mm -hmm. to decide for yourself what you're going to inject into your body, right? Right. That part, totally. I don't necessarily know that I could attach that to the Bible, a religion. So in other words, what I said uh, in short is I think you've got three options. Um, Authority has been given to your employer. So you can either Submit to your that authority and just say, Well, I've put myself under this authority, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. get the vaccine, or appeal, ask for an exemption, just be honest, be truthful, ask for them to change their rule, or at least for you, make an exception, or go find a different employer that does not require that because we live in a country where that's we we can do that. Yeah, so submit, appeal, find a different job. Totally. And and so I said I think Christ could be honored honestly in all three of those and so I don't want to tell you what's right or wrong or I feel like we've stepped out of the immediate domain of Scripture Mm -hmm. and now there's just kind of wisdom guiding us I said Mm -hmm. I see and I tried to give her scriptures you know throughout for why those would all be very valid Christ honoring hold your head high decisions you can yep
0: yep. The first thing I would say is Veritas does not have a stance on vaccines. Totally. We are not going to advise people to get it or not going to get, get it. Um, We would put it in probably a third order issue. It's not an issue of doctrine. I know that um, I'm uncomfortable when people put it as a, this is definitely an area of how you love your neighbor because then it becomes a right and wrong Absolutely, I mean, Possibly, Maybe. I think it, it might be. It might yep. be a way to love your neighbor, but also it is a conscience it's a conscience thing. issue. And,
1: and we know what the Bible says about giving people freedom to let their conscience guide them, yeah. right? So we have to defend that, yeah, right. Because totally. totally. for some people, it might be
0: their way of loving their neighbor by not getting it, it's our our my point here is to say that Veritas does not have a yep. position on this. We're right, not going to so. urge people one way or another, but um, where I I thought it was a great response to her pastorally my um, I don't know if this is like I agree with 95% of what you're saying or if it's I agree with 5% of what you're saying you <laughs> because I do think a Christian could use a religious exemption for not getting a vaccine hmm. not because we're Christian scientists and we <laughs> our religion tells us we can't do any medical intervention Mine would be more on the, you know, I'm created in God's image. He's He's made me a steward of my body. My body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, as it relates to your children mm-hmm. with school, um, we're the spiritual authority over our children. Right. So the public school mandates vaccines, except for religious exemption. So if you decided, hey, I, you know, we're going to do... Uh, tetanus and some of the other vaccines, but we're not going to do the HPV or you right. know, whatever decisions you make. And right. they say, no, you have to. Otherwise, your kid can't come to school right. unless you have a religious exemption. I think with a clear conscience, a Christian could say, well, my body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm I'm told to have Mm self-control, to have stewardship over my body. It's not that Jesus said you can't do medical intervention and you can't get the vaccine and it's a religious exemption there. It's more of the application of stewarding my body. Now you could agree or disagree with that person. You could say, "Um, no, you should get the vaccine out of submission or blah, blah, blah. But for them and their conscience related to their body, yeah. Um, I would. I just say think that's a.
1: I. 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 Think that's religious. To me. I don't know because that because it I'm, has to do
0: with your. Right. Your relationship with God.
1: Right. I don't think I'm in strong disagreement with you. I would just say you want to hold those. uh, those cords to the Bible loosely. In other words, mm-hmm. y- you have to carry that out like. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit oh, does that mean you never put anything in your body that you could even possibly think might bring harm to you? You never drink a cola. You never, What I'm just saying, we make choices all the time. So now what I've got to, so then you've got to, you know, in ethics, order these virtues. So is there as clear a line for treating my body as a temple of the Holy Spirit, therefore- don't take the vaccine as there is for submission to authority. You know what I'm saying? And this is where it becomes difficult. How how do I now I'm at a crossroads and I've got all these streams of biblical truth coming at me, right? And now this becomes the really difficult thing with ethics is kind of which cord is the strongest that's going to pull me
0: down so if path? the you know government
1: saying? yeah. So
0: does it matter for you if it's a private uh, because I agree, mm-hmm. private organization, totally, they have the right, they have right. the right to do that. Now, if it's the government mandating you to get in line and get get the shot, do you think that's different?
1: Honestly, not necessarily. I, I, I still say we're under governing authority. And if it goes, the time that it would finally have to, you would cause me to do a, a protest would be is if I, knew with, for certainty that by obeying this earthly authority, I was actually violating God's authority.
0: So you would constrain a Christian biblically to submit to the government by getting the vaccine? You would say, this is a black and white. I mean, I know you, this is going out this is in a Romans, world wide web. This is, and, is a Romans I'm 13 saying...
1: issue for you. I want to give an 80% yes. I want to consider it more, right? I don't want to be bold on this. Here's the difference. The difference would be uh, if I were under a governing authority that said you're only allowed one child if you get pregnant with that second child, you have to abort, right? I'm saying there are Things that happen medically that include my body, you that would I not would say tr- yeah, I you, can't there's times where you yeah. I would say no. Yeah. So I I want to be careful to say that's mm-hmm. why I want to think about this one a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm not just blanketly say no matter what that government says, you just say it. No. Yeah. Clearly, there would be times. Yeah. I don't know. I would lean to say this is not one of those moments. Yeah. But I'd want to i yeah. want to think about that a little bit more. Because I would I
0: I um yeah, that's where I would more strongly yeah. say, no, I don't I don't care if you're in a total a soft totalitarian government right. like ours. Right. <laughs> or where ours is yeah. become, going. Well, with,
1: authority is authority. Yeah. What right? Well, whether soft no, or but hard. I, I think, you know? But I
0: think there are there are those places where um you have to decide where your Christian convictions mm-hmm. confront and where yes. Jesus Christ being right. Lord um, yeah, causes you to do something different. So if the government says your child is forced to be in this school, right. And to believe this ideology, you know, you wouldn't use Romans 13 and say whatever. Now I think that, um, so, so that's where I I would say on the, um, you know, on the vaccine thing, somebody that's again, not me taking a side on the vaccine thing, but me saying, I'm just arguing for, I can see where a Christian would have a conviction on something related
1: to their body. Yep. And so so in a real life situation though, I would say, Mark, if that is true, if she had said to, to me, no, it would violate my conscience, then I would say, Oh, well, then you certainly need to find a different
0: employer. <laughs> I would say, but I would, I would say if it's a conviction for you as a Christian who wants to steward their body, then, and they say you can have a religious exemption, I would say, then fill it out and give them your, reason. Mm, mm, mm. give them your reason. Sure. Because yeah, it's you, for us to, it's not if for if them to decide honestly. what is
1: a religious exemption. Okay. So then if she's just honest and just writes out in full, you know, longhand, here's why. And they give her that, that would be, that comes under my second category, right? Make an appeal, right? Ask for the, it's a, so at the end of the day, but
0: then you're going against your, what I'm saying is that's a religious, the wise appeal is the religious exemption in that case. If you write, my my thing
1: though, is that if we, I, I can't speak for what it would be like to live in, Saudi Arabia, China, right. Cuba, whatever. right? I'm saying right now in America, we can appeal to our authorities, whether that's governmental mm-hmm. authorities, police, right. judicial system or right. a, a marketplace. And so what I'm, that's all I'm appealing to is I would, if you're gonna go for the religious conviction, if it truly is in your soul, a religious conviction, write that out in longhand. If you're, if you've got a charitable employer and you've been a faithful good, they're likely going right. to be like, you know what? Yep. You're a good man, a good woman. You've served well. Mm-hmm. I, right. I grant that. I just would fall short of, of. You don't you know want to,
0: yeah, I know what you're saying. You don't want her to use the excuse. Jesus told me I can't yes, do this. There you go. That's taking I don't want to make a, that's a taking the Lord's name in vain. Yes, and I agree with that. Yeah, but I'm wanting to define religious exemption. Yeah, I'm seeing religious as a bigger umbrella, yeah. and to me, it's probably just more of dealing shrewdly with the people of this world. Yeah, and we do live in America. That's different than I was talking to one of our missionaries who's in a different place where. Right. This isn't even really an issue, no, because everyone no just conforms. Well, yeah. everyone that you know about, you know, right, right, and right, for sure. So, so that's where I think that that your uh, perspective is good because because to think biblically, you know, we're the nation that I mean, Alex Suckness talks about this all the time. We're the nation that our whole founding was on. No, you can't tax our tea. Yeah, you exactly. Know? exactly, the Boston Tea Party, and and I think that is where we as americans do need to be confronted with our propensity toward rebellion. Yeah. Um I also think that um there can be wise
1: appeals and totally. ways to But live. when we appeal that's my only thing is um we are to be lux a veritas, light and truth people. Step into the light. So that's that when I say Pull it out longhand. Don't just put down, I have a religious exemption because leaving, well, maybe they'll just think I'm also a seven-day Adventist or maybe they'll be sly about it. I'm saying, no, we're people of truth, right? Yeah. Appeal to your boss and say, look, here's where I'm at. And yeah, win by just stepping into yeah. the light and saying exactly what's where you're at. I don't, that, you know what I mean?
0: I, I don't think it's wrong to check the religious box. Religious exemption. And that be it. And if they press you
1: on it, yeah. Respond. Sure. sure. I I mean whichever order it goes. I'm just saying I don't, I don't ever want to empower believers to lie. Well, or to even use a religious exemption in a way to kind of mask what is actually a personal preference. You know what I'm saying? I just want to make sure. I wanna, that's why I keep saying in Mm like make sure you you are in the word. You are, you feel mm-hmm. yeah. your conviction yeah. isn't just actually a preference that you need to baptize in Bible work. That's why we're yeah. always going to yeah. be careful. So, so that, and then let the consequences fall, right? That's what Paul is saying. That's what Peter is saying yeah. is you step into the light, you, Hey, whether it's right before God or man. <laughs> what I'm trying
0: to preserve a little bit, I think is the right for a Christian to have a conviction on a third order issue. Absolutely. Me too. That, you know, like what Paul says that, that eating that meat that was sacrificed to an idol or, Mm -hmm. or drinking that thing, like keep that between yourself and the Lord. Yes. He's trying to preserve, right. You know, unity in the midst of differences. And I think that's one of the ways that we kind of navigated this whole past year is is to is uh unity in what is essential, liberty and non-essentials, mm-hmm. and in all things charity. Absolutely. And so I think that preserving that the vaccine issue or the mask issue are all these as disputable matters, as matters where we want to give a lot of grace totally. and give people the freedom to have convictions on these things. Yeah. And so, but I also do love your desire to say, don't, it, you're not going to find a chapter and verse. Yeah. The reason you're not doing the vaccine, it's not because the Bible tells you so. Right. It, but, but if it comes down to, you will do this other cultural thing. Totally. That does go against. Oh man. Then. Yeah. Then it is a clear. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree with your sort of zeal to protect.
1: Yeah. True. And because that's a, the other American thing we can do is we feel compelled to baptize our strong, even, I don't know, libertarian or, or mm-hmm. um, yeah. Americanisms yeah. in Bible. Yes. And I'm saying, oh, if we're just going to remove the Bible and we just want to talk citizen to citizen. Oh, sweet. Let's let's talk all day long. And I'll, you know what I mean? It's when all of a sudden the Bible is invoked. Now all of a sudden I feel like, okay, whoa, 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 Now now we're in a a region that we've got to explore. Yep. But actually, welcome to what (laughs) we were actually talking about earlier. This is the healthiest kind of plurality. Mark and I are going to walk away from this discussion, probably thinking differently or even counseling a little bit differently. But because I hear Mark fully express and Mark me, I'm able to say to even other people now down the road, ah, oh, but you might want to talk to Mark. I think he'd give you a little bit different take. And not being afraid of that, mm-hmm. not you know, yeah, actually having uh, respect and honor for various viewpoints, especially in these things mm-hmm. that orbit outside of a direct line of the Bible. Yeah. And so it makes the church yeah. tick when we don't have to have some totalitarian. Mm-hmm single-minded monochromatic view on everything in the universe. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean like we yeah. should celebrate that navigating life in this world until we see him face to face is going to give us myriad opportunities mm-hmm. to scratch our heads, open our bibles, yeah, and have to fight a little bit to yep. to explore the best path yep. forward, you know. Yeah.
0: I think this is an incredible opportunity for the church to model Love, yes. for each other, and um, yeah, I, I think uh, this. You know, this year, who knows what is in store for us? Oh, I'm for sure. so thankful for how God has led us. I think we've learned a lot yeah. through it, um, and our convictions, and I mean, some of the guiding principles from last year, and coming back to those things Still as true. we continue to move through this. But yeah, it, it is. Uh, man, believers have a lot of things to navigate. Um, I got a lot of response from my sermon about preaching the word and, mm. and how um, people are wrestling through these
1: things on some of the... Um, and I would even say, if you're listening to the roundtable, but haven't heard last week's message, do that. Because <laughs> I did. I thought, yes, 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 yes. It was just a tremendous... Uh, and make sure you watch it too, because of Mark's visuals, masterful visuals from the whiteboard <laughs> oh, sessions. And, no, yes. ser- But I'm being serious about that was a tremendous word from the Lord from Second Timothy 4. So, so yeah, it, it. it will be, uh,
0: God will continue to guide us by his word. And we are late for a meeting with Jake and our <laughs> friends. So That we set the time for. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you there at noon, Jake. Uh, all right. Well, hey, it was great, um, yeah, to reconnect. And I uh, hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next time.